This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers who want to succeed in both work and life. Today's episode's a good one because in this episode, I help a listener to kind of discover his passion. He kind of sent me a message saying, Anthony, I'm a young engineer. I have a lot of things that I like, but I don't know what I'm really, really passionate about. So I dig in with that. And by the end of the episode, I would say that he has a clear plan on where he's headed and how to get there. Before we jump into the main segment of the show, I want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. If you're thinking about taking the FE, PE, or SE exam, I recommend that you check out PPI, the leader in engineering exam prep. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code COACH at PPITopass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, PASS. And use the promo code COACH for a 20% discount. And again, a big thanks to PPI. They're helping us to keep the podcast free and available to all those engineers out there. All right, so before we jump into this interview here, a little bit about Shazal, who is my guest for the show. And he'll introduce himself, but he's just a young engineer. He just recently graduated a couple of months ago, but he's really dove in headfirst to his career. He's had a bunch of different experiences already, field work, design work, and he's just trying to really figure out his path. But I think this idea of finding your passion could apply to you as a listener, regardless of your experience level. So let's jump right in and see how I kind of help him find his way a bit. And then in the end, I'll come back in the Take Action Today segment and kind of wrap it all up and talk a little bit about this whole idea of finding your passion. To take us into the main segment, I will give you a quote as usual. The quote is from Vera Wang and goes as follows. When you have a passion for something, then you tend not only to be better at it, but you work harder at it too. Now it's time to jump into the main segment of our episode, and I'd like to welcome Shazal to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. He's a listener who wrote in with a little bit of a challenge that we're going to dive into here. Shazal, welcome to the show. Thank you, Anthony. All right, so why don't you start by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself, your background, what kind of engineering you do, your experience level. I'm a structural engineer. I'm working for a consulting firm as a structural engineering training. I recently graduated from one of the universities here in Canada. That was uh, three months ago. And uh, while I was studying at the university, I had the chance to work at many different companies. And I had an opportunity to explore the contractor side of this industry, the consultant side, and also the management side. So even though all of my experiences were only for four months, but I had worked at five different places and that kind of gave me the exposure of what is out there in the industry and what I can choose from. You bounced around a little bit, so you've gotten some experience and you still feel like you're not really sure about what you're passionate about. Is that right? Exactly. I mean, you know, there are only a few things that we have in our civil engineering. There's a consulting side, there's a contracting side, and there's a management side. So I have worked on a construction side as a field engineer and I have uh, seen how that thing works. I have worked for the construction management uh, part at a consultant. I have managed and coordinated all the disciplines and 
manage basically a design team. And I am also currently working as a design engineer with this firm. But, you know, like, I always thought that the best way to find out your passion is to try different things. And I kind of feel like I have tried everything that is out there, and I'm still not able to pinpoint something that gets my blood flowing, that will motivate me to get up every morning and go to work. Sure. So of the things that you have worked on so far, what aspects of all these different things would you say you enjoy most? To be honest, because I'm, I'm a young engineer, and at the time when I was working with these companies, everything was new to me. and all the aspects in all the industries were really enjoyable. And because I was just, I'm a guy who gets excited when there is an opportunity to learn something new. So personally, I just love the learning, but it's just that I don't see myself uh, being there for a long period of time. And uh, well, if you want to be specific, I also enjoyed crunching numbers, doing calculations and coming up with a design. I also enjoyed the coordination of a team acting as a project coordinator, responding to RFIs and calling different disciplines to get their write-ups submitted on time. So things like that. I Basically, in summary, I can say that I enjoyed the management side of things, project management, project coordination, as well as the design side of things. I also enjoyed being on site or in a field because obviously I feel like I don't want to sit inside the office for 26 days to 365 days for a year. All right. So to me, it sounds like you liked a lot of the things you're working on. So why do you think you're not passionate about them? Well, I am passionate about all these things. But the problem is that at least what I think is I have to pick one. And this is where I am right now. I'm working for a consultant. And I feel like if I stay here, my routine after five years, 10 years, is just going to be come to work, sit in the office, sit in my own cubicle, spend the day and go home. There won't be any side experience. There won't be any project coordination with other discipline. All I'll be doing is just working on uh, some structural designs, coming up with the member sizes and submitting to the uh, to my manager or the client. Even if I become a manager in the structural design, I'll be limited to structures only. I'll be dealing with concrete and steels most of the time or wood. But I just don't want to do that. I want to get involved with other discipline and that kind of gets me excited. And if I want to do that, I can go to a contractor, but again, when I'm there, I'm not enjoying the leisure of crunching numbers in the calculator to come up with the design. Okay, so it's interesting. So there's basically a lot of things that you like about what you're doing. So one of your thoughts is that you need to kind of focus in on one of those and so that you can be really successful and grow into that position, but you want to make sure that if you're going to pick the one of them, you want to pick the one that you're most passionate about. Is that right? Exactly. All right. So let me ask you this question. Let's just assume that, you know, it's five years from now, you're working, you got a great job, you're really passionate about it, you're waking up every morning, you're like excited to go to work, you're like, this is great, I can't wait to get to the office. What do you think are some of the things you'd be doing? That's an excellent question because I always ask myself this question when I'm going through the struggle. And the first thing that comes to my mind is that I don't see myself at that time. I don't see myself too much involved in the technical aspect. I see myself doing a high-level work. High-level work means that, okay, we know that there's a project and I'm responsible of breaking down the project, allocating the right team, identifying the leaders for all the disciplines, doing the coordination between them and giving them deadlines for what I need from them. 
and at the end compiling all the data that they have put together and then submitted to the client. So this is what my dream job should look like in future. Okay, that's helpful because that tells me that management and leadership is something that you're very passionate about. Totally agree. And I think that uh, at that position, I'm dealing with a high level of stuff. Still, I would have enough technical knowledge that whenever I get a submission from structural guys, I should be able to review that and make comments on it. And I'm actually talking about a project that are structural-based mainly. Less, uh, well, maybe we can pick a long-span bridge project, which is most quite often is led by structural engineer team. So I still want to do the high-level stuff, but I want to also be involved in the technical side of it so that um, I'm also enjoying the leisure of dealing with numbers and identifying that whether that member size is going to work or not, whether this shape will be suitable or not. Sure. No, I understand. So, I mean, basically what it sounds like to me is that you're pretty much on the right track because you want to be in the leadership management role as an engineer. But I agree with you that in order to be an effective manager or leader as an engineer, you need to understand the technical side of everything. You still need to understand what goes into the project, how long it's going to take people, how the calculations work to be very effective. So the way I look at it is that you're actually on a perfect path right now for yourself because you're learning all the technical stuff. You're progressing towards more towards the management. And as long as you know that in X amount of years, roughly, you want to end up as a manager, then you can take all the steps that you need to in order to get there. Like, you know, you could talk to your company about it and tell them you want to be on the trajectory for a manager. You consider potential credentials or licenses or certifications like an MBA, engineering management, even a PMP, a project management professional certification. So if I was you, I mean, based on what you're telling me, just because you're super passionate about management and you want to get into it doesn't mean that it has to happen immediately. You can build into it just like you're building into it. Because like you said, you want to be a manager, but you still want to understand the technical side of things and you still don't want to let go of all of the number crunching right now. So if I were you, I would put together a three to five year plan where you're basically saying, my ultimate passion is to be a leader, to be a manager, and to be able to be on top of projects and coordinate them. However, in order for me to get there, I'm going to put together this plan. And it's going to be a three to five year plan. And the components of the plan are going to include, for example, continue to develop my technical skills and continue to do my calculations, have a conversation with my employer about the fact that I do want to become a manager in this time frame, and see if they think it's doable. Find out from them what else they think you should do to be able to accomplish that. And then I would take a really hard, serious look at credentialing because, right, one thing I talk about on the podcast all the time is making sure that you have the authority and the expertise to be able to do something that you want to do in your career. So if you want to be a manager, then I would say that a management degree or certification of some type might help you. It could be an MBA or it could be something more simple than an MBA is a project management professional certificate and a PMP. Not saying that that's an easy thing to get, but it's much more cost effective and time effective than getting a full on MBA. Exactly. Those things make sense? I think I understand what you're trying to say. And I actually also have, just listening to you, I also have realized the problem that I have in myself. And that is that I was actually expecting, or maybe I just had this idea that if I want to go into management, I have to make a decision right now and just drop whatever I'm doing right now and move to the project coordination and just work my way up. I thought that, but I guess it's obvious that if I do that, I'm going to lose all my technical touch that I want to keep. 
So you're absolutely right. So that this is why I was getting confused and I'm not sure where I want to end up. I was thinking that I had to make a choice if I want to go to that leader role. So after listening to you, yeah. You have time. I mean, listen, you graduated in 2016, right? Just this year. This year, yes. Yeah, so you have plenty of time. That being said, though, right now, knowing that you want to go into management definitely still gives you an advantage because, like I said, you want to always have a good career plan. And if you know that in five years from now you want to be a manager or whatever the timeline that your company might project for you, then you can plan accordingly. And this goes for anybody listening, regardless of what your experience level is. If you're passionate about something and you want to get to a certain point, there's not necessarily a light switch that you're going to turn on and be there. But if you know it and you recognize it now, then you can create that personal plan for yourself to take the steps to get there in a certain period of time. So I think that this is a good step for you still, all just understanding that you want to go there and you can start to create your plan now. Another thing that I would recommend for you, which I kind of alluded to before, is, is that you should talk to your supervisor or somebody in your company and explain to them that you want it, you feel strongly that even though you just started and you're young, you're going to want to go down the management road eventually. And you'd like to have a mentor that you can find in the company who's a manager or somebody that can help you to understand what you need to do to be effective as a manager, even now. What can you do now to set yourself up for that? That's important. Okay. I mean, I actually have spoken to a couple of managers and I have found myself really good mentors at this company that I'm working at. And um, they have told me about their stories. And the reason I got confused more just listening to them because all of them started on the management side of things because their first job was the project coordinator. And this is how they came to this position. And after just talking to them, I started to realize that maybe I may have to start from project coordination right now if I want to get to that position. And that's why I was in this dilemma and uh, struggling with choose what. But after just talking to you, it has become more clear. I think the right approach is just to get the technical knowledge and then swiftly make a transition into management. Yeah, and I think the best part about knowing now that you want to be in management, like I said, is that you can get some of these outsider work certifications or credentials. Because if in five years, all of a sudden you decide to be a manager and then you want to get a certification or something, it could take you a couple of years. So by knowing that now, you can get ahead of the game and then you can get like a PMP or something right now so that in five years, when they do evaluate and, and say, let's take a look at Chazal, maybe we want to make him a manager. Let's see what's on his resume. They can say, oh, he's got all his technical background and knowledge. He's worked on quite a few projects. Wow, he's got a PMP certification, so he has a good handle on how to manage projects. You're building your resume so that when they have to decide on whether or not to make you a manager, it's an easy decision for them. You understand that? Yes, I do. Okay, great. All right, so tell me if you have any final questions for me before we break off here. I think you pretty much covered everything and I'm feeling more clear after talking to you. I know what I have to do and uh, I've already started to think about the plan I'm, I'm going to put together. So that would be it. Thank you. Excellent. All right. Now we're going to jump into our take action today segment and I'm going to wrap this all up. Now it's time for our take action segment of the show. And today, I'm going to talk a little bit about this whole idea of finding your passion. People seem to 
talk about that all the time. But before I do that, I'd like to offer a final word from today's episode sponsor, PPI. Engineers often ask me what exam prep materials or review courses they should use when preparing for the FE, PE, or SE exam. Hands down, I recommend PPI. I personally use PPI's materials to pass my exams, and I recently had a chance to demo their review courses. It's why I feel confident recommending PPI for those of you planning to take the next step in your career. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code COACH at ppitopass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use the promo code COACH for a 20% discount. All right, so Shazal was on the episode today talking about finding his passion. And this is a common thing that I hear from a lot of people, especially as a coach, right? People are always contacting me to help them, quote unquote, find their passion. And a couple points on this. Number one, I just want to emphasize that a passion doesn't necessarily mean a specific job. So a design engineer might not be like your passion. Your passion to me are the activities that you are undertaking on a daily basis. So as a design engineer, some of the things that you might really like is coordinating with people, working with people, being innovative and creative, right? So these are maybe some things that you're passionate about. And the design engineering position is a vehicle to allow you to do the things you're passionate about. I think that's important because I don't think it's ever good to marry a passion to a specific profession or job because there's no way that, you know, your passion is only doing one thing. Like even if you said to me, my passion is surfing, I love to surf. Well, there's probably components of surfing or feelings associated with it, like freedom, physical activity that you're passionate about, that you might actually be able to find some other vehicle to generate that same passion. So that's something I think is important to keep in mind. Secondly, I just want to talk about an article that was online. It was a very popular article by Mark Manson, who's a very well-known blogger. Actually, the article's at markmanson.net forward slash passion, and we will link to it. And the title is Screw Finding Your Passion. And basically what he talks about is this whole idea of passion is like just what you enjoy doing naturally. He actually says in the article that if you have to look for something that you're passionate about, you're probably not passionate about it at all because you're passionate about what you're naturally doing and naturally inclined to do. It's a great read. I highly recommend that if this is your feeling right now in your career, that you feel like you want to find something that you're more passionate about read over Mark's article that we're going to link to from our show notes, which again, this is Engineering Career Coach, episode 129. And that'll hopefully help you use the information from his article. And also, of course, the process that I walked through a little bit, which is all in this episode, because by doing those things, you can maybe think more about your passion and how you can embrace it, engage it, and really live it in your career and in your personal life. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, or questions, go to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash passionate, all lowercase, and you'll find a summary of this episode. And you can leave a question in the comments section of the post, or you can visit the Ask Us tab on the website. We do monitor all comments and we will respond if you leave us one. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. 
Now is the time to engineer your own success.